Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to Unscripted. Once again, I am your host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always is the co-host of this platinum-level broadcast, the one and only King of Coshocton, Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, I always like to ask this question because I never know what the answer is going to be. <laughs> how the hell are you? You do know how it's what my answer is going to be. I'm always doing well, man. Well, uh, no, you could say you've been buggered. You, I have no idea what you're going to say. Yeah, no. No, things are good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super busy in a post- uh, post uh, end user show haze and so uh, i love that uh and so how about you i'm doing great on the road in dallas texas today doing um, ldw which nice. is leadership development workshop for ppai mm-hmm. and uh, very happy to be here um, i'm ready to kind of get off the road for a while but uh if i have to be on the road being here among industry peers is not a bad place to be and speaking of industry peers do you know who some of my favorite industry peers are kirby who's that That'd be the good people at CommonSkew. I love how you ask that. Like, you have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> it, it always makes me laugh. So, um, absolutely the good people at CommonSkew. And, and, you know, we've gone over this a million times. You're a CommonSkew customer. I'm a CommonSkew fan. And we know that they're a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you are running a distributor business, if you're looking to uh, really make it a lot easier to run that distributor business, there's really no place better than CommonSkew to... Uh, really help you run that uh, business from a software platform perspective. Kirby, let me ask you a quick question. Sure. When you they've just done a rescue, a rescue of the mm-hmm. uh, platform. Yeah. Do you like how it take? I I understand it takes a project view and manages the entire flow of the project from start to finish on one screen. Yeah, that's no. got to be amazing for you. Yeah, it's a, you know, it, it, I think it it's one of those things where any and if you talk to users who've been around for a while, it's a change, right? And so change is always challenging, but I think they are always progressing in a way that they're looking to the future. And so that's one of the things that's really cool. And you're right, it, it, you can see from from the beginning of the project to a presentation t- stage to the estimate all the way through invoicing, it's in one place, and that is that's really nice. That's fantastic. So go, if you're a distributor, go to your free trial at commonskew.com slash unscripted. Again, you won't be sorry that you did. Yeah, for sure. So Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a platinum level today? I will do my best. I, uh, I, I think we discussed only having to be at tinfoil level today. I'm going to try and do that. Correct. We, we discussed <laughs> we, we, can, we can make this work at tinfoil level, but I think we owe it to the 18 people that listen to this fine <laughs> broadcast to strive to strive for platinum level. Fair, fair. I'll do my best, my friend. All right, I, as I will. All right, so I've got a topic I'd like to start off with, if that's okay. okay. Yeah, for sure. So last week, you held, I believe it's your third annual, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, end user show. Mm-hmm. And it was it the third one? It's actually the 10th one, but pretty close. Well, pretty close, <laughs> third, 10th. Look, I went to Texas A&M. Numbers are not my strong suit, okay? <laughs> no, yeah, but we did, so we did have it last week. So the 10th annual, so the 10th annual Kirby Hossman and Hossman Marketing Communications and User Show. And I know that that's grown quite a bit over the 10 years, not the three years. Um, 
So what I want to ask you is tell me about the planning that goes into that because you are not part of a large distributor network like a Halo or a Geiger or a Proforma. So you really do that on your own. Yeah. You are in a rural area. You're not in a, a center of commerce that's easy for suppliers to get to. Tell me a little bit about the logistics of planning that. And more importantly, tell me about how your clients received um, being part of that, uh, the end user show. I really want to hear about it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So it is so each year what what happened actually the first year was one where i actually went to a customer show where they actually had me be one of the supplier kind of thing and i was like man this is really cool we should totally do something like this and so within 3 right. weeks we'd thrown something together and that was sort of the first year and since then as you it kind of alluded to the logistics gets uh, more and more involved. Um, and sure. historically speaking, my hands are all over it. And so we reach out to suppliers, we set the dates, we come up with a theme. Um, you know, one of the things that we kind of say is, look, we want to show our customers how to properly utilize uh, promotional premiums to throw an event, to do a trade show. We want to show them by doing. Um, and so, you know, we, we create a theme, we do uh, pre-show content, we, you know, we, we try to do it up, right? And um, this year was actually different in the sense that my wife, Amy, really took the lead on it. And I actually joked about it, like two or three weeks before the event, I had one of those panic attack moments where I'm like, oh my God, the show's coming up and I've done nothing for it. And, right. Uh, Amy had handled all of the logistics for it this well, year. That, that's going to be hard for you because you, like you said, you're a hands-on guy and letting, even though Amy's your bride and certainly your business partner, it's hard to let go because yeah. you've controlled it for so long. So that, that had to be a very challenging thing for you. You know, it, it's funny. Once I got over the initial panic attack and Amy's like, oh no, that's done. Yeah. But what about this? It's done. What about this? It's done. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Because, because it was almost not as hard to let go because she'd so handled it without really, you know what I mean? Like her and Emily in my office had just totally taken care of everything. Um, and I joke a lot that I get a ton of credit for the work that they do. (laughs) And that's never been more true uh, than of the event. Um, but the, the other piece I would say is to your point, there's not events like this around us. Um, and so the suppliers that we bring in, we bring in, we're pretty intentional, right? We actually sure. have, and what's funny- Well, it, they, they have to commit. I mean, it's a yeah. commitment. Again, I'm not trying to rip on Kashokton, but it's no. not an easy place to get to. It's yeah, just not. Yeah, you got to want to get here. But what's interesting too is that, you know, I think the feedback we got a couple of years ago is the event had gotten too big. Um, oh, really? Yeah, like our customers kind of said, look, it's gotten overwhelming. We walk in and there's too much to get to in a period of time. And so we actually have, like last year, we had a couple less suppliers and people came back and said, oh, we like this. It's easier. It's not so overwhelming. It's not, you know, so we actually have purposefully brought it down. And that's been kind of good. You know what I mean? Like, because it's fewer people you right. to coordinate with. Um, and so in that way, it's been really good. But what what started out for us as a customer appreciation show has developed into, uh, you know, if we get new customers there, it changes the di- dynamics of the relationship completely. Um, and right. so it, it's, it's been a really good event for us for sure. Well, that's awesome. And I'm so glad it was a, uh, it was a success. And I think I, you know why I think it was only three years. Cause you and I've only been reconnected for three years. Yeah, so no, that's, that's fair. So it, in my own defense, I'm not as big of an idiot as I just sounded earlier. Uh, not, not your fault, bro. Not your fault. No, 
not my fault. Not my fault. So there you go. Great. I'm glad it was a successful show. And uh, hopefully you have a topic where we can discuss. Yeah, for sure. So actually, I'd like to go from one event to the next event. Okay. Um, so you are at LDW. Yes. And, um, you know, it's so the LDW is one of those events for me that I have to plead some ignorance on. Um, where I know it's an industry event. Everybody says it's a great event, but I don't know that much about it. So my guess is I'm not the only one who's like that. So can you, A, tell, tell a little bit about the event and what do you think about it? What is, you know, why do you go? So LDW is Leadership Development Workshop, and uh, PPAI puts this on every year for regional association leaders. Um, executive directors who really you know, are the, the paid employees of each regional and then the volunteer uh, executives. So people like the, the incoming presidents are here for each regional association um, as an immediate past president or soon to be, I should say, immediate past president. I should be. I, I'm here. Um, I'm here. Um, you have vice presidents of regional associations. You have membership chairmen. So you, we, we talk a lot about things like that are challenging the regional associations, how do we drive membership engagement? How do we create more value for membership? Like you're a member of OPA and I'm sure when you uh, pay your bill every year, just like any smart business person, you look at it and say, do I get the value out of this? So we need to make sure from a, a national level that we're helping regionals drive that membership engagement. I'm here for also for a second reason. So I'm on the RAC board, which is the Regional Association Council board. Mm-hmm. So you have the PPAI board for, you know, the the industry PPAI, right? You have you know, Danny Rosen and a lot of people uh, on that board, Larry Cohen, uh, Dale Denham, Mary Jo Tomasini, I could go on and on. So right below that is the RAC board, and I am the incoming vice president of the RAC board. And so our goal at the RAC level is to be the conduit of communication between PPAI and the regional associations. Mm, So that's so you've got 140 or 150 people here from all over the country, all over the 27 regionals. And if I was doing my Paul Bellantone impression, I would say you have here the super users of the industry, the people who are engaged, the people who give back, the people who volunteer. And so this week is really designed to give those people who it's not their full time job to be a volunteer. It's designed to give them the tools they need to effectively run a board and work on a board. So it's a pretty it's a pretty important thing as we we. You look at the regionals as their grassroots, right? They're the feet on the street. They're the ones who are really engaging with members of PPAI and the regional associations at that ground level. So we want to give them the tools they need to be successful. No, that's cool. So is there, and again, I, when I say I'm pleading ignorance, I'm being totally sincere. Yep. So is there education? Is there networking? What, what all is involved? Well, there's always networking, right? And if it's a PPAI event, there's always food. So no one's going to walk away hungry. <laughs> um, there's there's good education. Today uh, is Tuesday. So incoming presidents and the ed- uh, executive directors of each association, so that's 27 regionals, are in what's called boot camp. And it's really designed to help executive directors learn to work with the dynamic personalities that are going to be their president for the next year. You can imagine basically having a different boss every year, and that's what executive yeah. directors face. And conversely, you have the incoming presidents who, again, are volunteers. They need some tools in their drawer to really work with an executive director, make sure the machine continues to move forward in their particular region. So today is boot camp. 
And that's uh, a kind of a, a really in-depth, I hate the phrase deep dive, but it means I'm going to use it if I just apologize for it. <laughs> but it's a deep dive and really how to, how to manage a board from an from a executive level. Cool. And then to, so and then tonight there's a dinner, um, there's some networking, and then tomorrow is four or five sessions. I'm actually helping lead one of the sessions on social media and using social media to help communicate the, what you need in your particular regional. But there's about there's four different uh, sessions throughout the day. Uh, there's four different time periods, I should say, and each time period has four or five different classes. And so what most regionals do, they bring three or four people here, and they divide and conquer. So everybody gets to see everything, and you can compare notes at the end. Nice. So pretty exciting. And then tomorrow night we will actually all get in a bus. It's very new this year. We all are getting in several buses and busing over to PPAI headquarters, uh, which is just oh, about cool. three or four miles away. And they're bringing food trucks out there, and they're going to have some live music. And it's an opportunity for people who haven't visited the PPAI headquarters to to do exactly that. So it's a fun-filled couple days, but uh, a lot of good education and networking. And it really serves as kind of a launch pad for these people to help engage members at the grassroots level. So I hope I know I kind of babbled there, which I know that shocks you that I could babble. <laughs> but no, you I did good, you, I think man. you get what I mean. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. So thank you. I appreciate you telling me. So do you have a topic? I do, Kirby. I actually do have a great topic for you. So Amazon announced today, just today. So this is fresh, naked in front of your steaming eyes. (laughs) This is fresh news, right? So Amazon is developing a high-end private label apparel brand. And so they are Mm. teaming up with... Um, athletic garment manufacturers overseas that already supply Gap, Lululemon, uh, Uniqlo, Kohl's, and they're going to be in, begin sourcing high-end activewear for a private label line. Do you see this as yet another dip, uh, you know, toe dip in the water of getting in the promo industry? Mm. No, yeah. So I think this makes a ton of sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. This in, in you saying this, by the way, is the first I'm hearing of it. So, um, so you so you are truly getting my initial reaction. I, love I actually it. think this this makes a ton of sense because I think this is where, it, if I were and again as if Jeff Bezos gives a damn what I think, but it, it, this makes more sense because it's blank goods, and so I think that that is a really interesting way for them, as you say, to dip their toe in the industry. Sure. I think it's a really interesting way for them to create their own brand, which you have been a champion of for Mm -hmm. other promo businesses. So yeah, I actually think this is super interesting. This is more interesting to me than, than, you know, having Jeff Bezos be in the back of a pickup truck with a screen print machine. Like the idea of creating a brand he can do. And And, I think he can deliver well. That makes sense to me. Not only can he, he can do it. He will do it. And this, this is really to me, the first real shot across the bow. Um, for our industry because he's going to control the supply chain from soup to nuts. Yeah. That's yeah. and if you look at the history of Amazon, that's what they really like to do. They really want to control the supply chain. Well, and I guess the other piece of this is if you really look back uh, at the history of Amazon is when they started selling books, early parts of them, you know, the the business model, they weren't making money, but what they were doing no. was uh, acquiring customers. So that when they sold everything, they had everybody's um, customer information. So that's an interesting thing to keep in your back pocket. <laughs> and also remember, what in my opinion, Amazon does one thing better than anyone else in the entire world, and that is remove consumers away from their money. 
It doesn't feel yeah. like you're buying something when you go to Amazon. My wife and I were just talking about this the other day, that how easy it is to go on Amazon, throw something in your shopping cart, one click, boom, you're done. It is yeah. so easy. You don't even think about the money you're spending. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I think this is interesting. And I think, again, just from the idea that they they were willing in a long... And that's one of the things that he's really good at is playing a long-term game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and in playing a long-term game, creating the brand, delivering on it, and then all of a sudden he's acquiring customers. Man, they're the best at that, for they, sure. They really are. They really are. Okay, you got another topic before we run into a rousing round of fill-in-the-blank, Kirby. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got one. It's just interesting, sort of a, you know one of those things that's close to home to me right now is, you know... As a guy who is a sales guy, and that's who I am, I've been a sales guy for a long time. One of the things that you start to understand as you run a business and not just be in sales is that sales is not everything. Um, We've got um, a sales rep who is leaving us um, that I have invited to leave us. Um, And and, um, You've given this this person an opportunity to experience career success elsewhere. Yes, exactly. And uh, so one of the things that I've cha- been challenged with this person was they would sell stuff. And, and at the end, I'm like, okay, you know, I wish you well, all that sort of thing. He's, and this, they said, well, you know, I've got a couple more orders to place. Okay. If they've got, if you customers have given you orders, we want to fulfill them. And every single one of them is like a giant pain in the ass. And every one of them is low margin. And like, he's coming back to us now and going, hey, can we get six more of this and six more of this? And no. I'm literally having to take the opportunity to say, no, absolutely not, no more. Absolutely. <laughs> and it is it is amazing how you can lose money by making sales. And I thought you would appreciate that more than most. I completely do. And there's nothing that drives me more nuts than what you just described. It, it, oh. it completely <laughs> sends me into hypnosis. I don't understand it. And sometimes... You know, no one likes saying no, but there's sometimes you do like saying no. And I think this is one of those times because if, if I'm you and, and I'm not, but if I was you, I'd feel a little bit taken advantage of, quite frankly. Oh, 100%. And, and so since I am I feel taken advantage of, you know what? I'm not super interested in helping you out. And I don't care if you need six more shirts. I don't care at all. Yeah. Well, and again, it would be – and he made the mistake of saying, well, this customer said they're never going to order from us again Anyway, I'm like, well, okay. Well, then, then what's why the upside am I again? Yeah, why am I accommodating <laughs> them? Explain that was, to me, please. Yeah, it was the, but the idea that you can lose money through making sales is something that I think is foreign to some people. Um, but man, it comes rousing uh, through the phone when you're like dealing with folks like that. No question. You know, what's interesting is I actually just wrote a blog post that's going to go out on, I think, October 30th about okay. how yes is very easy to say, but a lot of times knows the right answer as a salesperson. Oh, so it's very, yeah. very interesting that you, you just did that. And sometimes the best sales you make are the ones you don't. Boy, that is no kidding. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we're all conditioned as salespeople to say yes, but man, Sometimes saying no not only saves your sanity, but it actually is the right thing to do for the customer too. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right because at the end of the day, no company is great at everything, and uh, certainly that's true of us. So that, it's absolutely, good. absolutely. Well, no, the good, good stuff. All right, Kirby, are you ready for a rousing round of fill in the blank? I am ready, my friend. 
excellent. I am excited, and I know who else is excited is our good friends at Branded Logistics who actually sponsor Fill in the Blank. I think, yep, I think everybody knows by now Branded Logistics has everything OtterBox sells, and they want to put your logo on it and fill your orders, and they have a special, Kirby. Do you know how special this is? How special is it, Bill? It's so special. They're offering a free, that's right, F-R-E-E, free distributor self-promo case to each listener of this platinum-level broadcast. So Love it. And it's one per distributorship, so you better act fast. This may be the last week of this offer. So send an email with your vector art file and model of your telephone to sales at brandedlogistics.com to qualify. I'm telling you, again, you don't when, when you're listening to this podcast, you're not putting coins into your phone. You're not swiping your credit card. This is free, platinum-level content for you, and we are giving you bonus free content. Go to our email, sales at brandedlogistics.com, your vector art file, model phone. Get your OtterBox case, please. Don't embarrass us by by Roger telling me, hey, nobody listens to your program. <laughs> All right, Kirby, are you ready? I, I think I'm ready, my friend. All right, fill in the blank. I'm starting off. Okay. Your favorite fast food restaurant is? McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, what I like about as, it, you know, we talked about being in sales. One of the things I like about being uh, on the road is I know McDonald's is not the best food, but it's consistent food. I know their bathroom's going to be clean. I know their coffee's going to be good. And the Big Mac tastes like a Big Mac every place I go. And honestly, I can't say that about most fast food. I, I do understand the appeal of consistency. Um, <laughs> no, you're not going to find any argument there, but there, I, I would disagree on the consistency thing with other quick service restaurants, but you know what? It's your fill in the blank, so I'm not going to shit on it. <laughs> Except that you did. <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't because I said I said I didn't. So that means oh, I did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the kind of music I listen to to get fired up is angry guitar-driven rock and roll. Nice. There is nothing better. Well, it depends. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more in terms of working out, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I am a big music guy, so I listen to different music for different moods. So, But when I want to get up, when I want to get pumped up, it is generally very loud, very rude, very aggressive guitars. So nice. it's Van Halen, it's Motley Crue, it's the Revolution Saints. It's a whole bunch of bands like that that just bring it and make my spine crunch when I hear that first guitar <laughs> chord. I love it. That's that's good. I like that too. All right. Kirby, your smartphone has changed the way you blank. Work out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's funny. I think that uh, it, it is amazing to me how if I don't record a run, whether it's on Strava or Runtastic, there's a bunch of apps. It doesn't count. It is fascinating to me. I'll go on runs or I walk on the treadmill in the morning and I truly do not count it as exercise unless somehow I've logged it on my smartphone. So that's interesting. That's, it's definitely changed that. Yeah. But do you have to, do you, have, you don't, you don't post that because you know, a lot of people don't realize you can exercise without sharing <laughs> that shit on social media. It's not true. You know, it's funny. I went through a, po- a time where I was posting it. And by the way, it, it you know, it, it's true that it really does feel good when people recognize it. But yeah, I've posted it just on the Strava app. I'm not throwing mm-hmm. it out to other places. So, but yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's real until, unless I did it. So, okay. All right. Good. I love it. So, so it's late October it is. and, um, 
you and I both have a certain feeling, I think, about um, movies that come on, you know, this time of year. So yes. for you, yes, the Hallmark Channel mm-hmm. is excruciating. <laughs> you know, if I want to know where every C or D level actor from the eighties has gone to, all I have to do is turn it on channel three one two, and it's sad that I actually know what number the Hallmark <laughs> movie channel is on Directv, but. Um, and I know your your bride and my wife, they both enjoy the ridiculous amount of Christmas movies that are starting oh to God. proliferate the airwaves <laughs> this time of year. And yeah, it's excruciating because it's it's the same story over and over and over again. Very happy. I'm glad they're nice. It's it's like eating popcorn. There's no substance to it. But uh, yeah, excruciating because I know that when I go try to record something on the DVR. Eighty-seven point three percent of it are Hallmark movie channel movies. <laughs> I love it. And I, we, uh, I was walking through the living room yesterday, and Last Man Standing was on as a rerun, and so it was on the Hallmark Channel, and they had an entire ad for the Hallmark Channel. Oh yeah, on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they make about eighty percent of their revenue in the next three months for the year. Yeah, I'm pretty well, I believe sure. that. I believe that. All right, cool, man. Um, okay, y- your first car was blank. Uh, 1973 Volkswagen Beetle. Nice. Mine yeah. was a 72 Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> nice. We're, we're kindred spirits, brother. We are. I, I, I uh, bought it uh, for $300 um, with, um, I went to and sold baseball cards and made the money and nice. bought my first car. So, yeah. Nice. Was, All right, you got one more? You got one yeah, more? real quick. Go ahead, yeah, the, the best advice you have for new parents is don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me at a very vulnerable time in my parenthood. Um, oh, I, I guess funny. I guess the real answer would be you know, there. There is no one word advice. There's no two word advice. I, I joke. You know, our our kids are 14. They'll be 15 next week. Twins, and every time something goes a little sideways I turn to Sandy and I'll say you know this wasn't in the parenting pamphlet when I looked through it I, I distinctly remember reviewing it said all the cool stuff that was going to happen there was nothing about this yeah. so you have to I guess you know uh, expect the unexpected maybe that's the best way to look at it yeah, I mean they're, they're yeah. truly truly a blessing but they'll challenge you in ways you never thought possible yeah and you're living through the toughest part of it too. I am but you know what else a lot of people find challenging Kirby what's that running their distributor business and if you're looking for a way to make sure it's not as challenging as it is and probably uh, as it probably is and but it doesn't need to be it's you need to go to Comiskey. You've got right. to go to CommonSkew, and it is a great software platform to run a distributor business. I mean, if you feel like you've outgrown using your product search tool to run your business, if you're using a product search tool to run your business, holy cow, get with CommonSkew. You get a powerful way to run your business, and it ties into every major product search tool, so there's no duplicate entry. It's the best of both worlds, really. Go to commonskew.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry you did. It's a free trial, and uh, you, you'll, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't go try that free trial. Don't wait one more day. Not even one more second. Stop yes. listening right now and go. Run. <laughs> Run. All right, Kirby, I am logging off from Dallas, Texas. I hope you have a great rest of the day. All right, bud.
Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.